Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Through the Lens 2021 edition. I'm Alex Houston, alongside Davis Carroll, and we thank you for joining us for a, another movie-themed episode, this time looking at our best movies from the break, because we watch a lot of movies over winter break. break being Christmas break. Yeah, yeah. That's, just in case, because some people just, they might not listen to this near the time it was released. Oh, okay, yeah, that being Christmas break like, between... What break is this, bro? Christmas break between... Fre- between Fall semester 2020 yes. and spring semester 2021. Lots happened in that era of time. Not movies, news, politics, sports. That's true. It's been hey, a pretty pretty crazy time. Off. Pretty crazy time. Davis, how was your break, though, first off? It's pretty chill. Didn't really do anything. What about you? Yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly the reality. I really just, you know, sat around. I got to go to Disney World, actually. Oh, I bought myself. So you did do something. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really do anything. You know, I just sat around. Yeah, I guess I also... Made a little bit of a trip to Disney World, but okay. Sorry, sorry. Like I literally, you haven't seen. Oh, oh no, you haven't seen the lightsaber yet. I have not. I'm gonna bring it on our, which I'm gonna bring it on our Star Wars episode. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. But yeah, I, uh, I spent props. Now. I spent 191 dollars on a purple lightsaber. So do I regret As it? In I, Jedi Fallen Order, I use a purple lightsaber. The purple okay. is the. It's the only way to go. I always really use is. green or purple as my always two the way to lightsaber go. colors. Always the way to go. Speaking of lightsabers. We have a big, something big coming up. We'll leave it as a little bit of an enigma right now. We'll have to figure it out. The thing will be pretty self-evident by how it just segued. Of course, of course. Something big coming up. It's going to be Indeed. a few episodes, maybe some guests, maybe, maybe Mark Hamill. That's not, no, we can't tell oh. people we're going to have a guy who's not going to be here. But okay. um, maybe, possibly not Mark Hamill. Maybe member of... The IBS award-nominated sports talk show, The Scoreboard. Here Mark we don't Hamill's on. No, oh. no, no, no. What? Oh, sorry, Davis. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> Anthony <Good> Daniels. <laughs> Anthony Daniels does anything related to Star Wars. So, no, 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 no. But again, this is our first episode back. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite movies that we got to watch over the break. But first and foremost. We begin this episode like we begin all episodes with some of the biggest news, and man, there is a lot of it. Davis, why don't you take us away? I'm gonna start out with some of the smaller news. We got some big news also related to Star Wars. Indeed, indeed. Later on, I'm gonna kind of save because I feel like those are kind of probably the biggest things that come out. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, looking at it, uh, Bruce Willis doesn't wear a mask in public. That's just that, something. That's, that's not news, I'll look Davis. Up, I looked up movie news, and that was one of the things that came up. <laughs> uh, I, Okay. It's, it's it's just it's just part of it, the next Die Hard sequel. Oh, he's he's a method actor now. <laughs> he takes his maybe him taking all these crappy roles is part of that too. Taking every dime a dozen role there is that's part of it. He's making some big movie Ouch. about it. He's like Nick Cage. It's like part Davis of the. Davis is mythos. not a fan of Bruce Willis. Everybody write Look, this down. I, I don't hate him, but like Woo. he could literally retire, but he keeps taking all these terrible movies and being like a big part of it. No, I know you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I know. I know. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow 2 is on the way. I'm very... Did you see the first one? Mm, yeah. I'm very excited for that one. That was... I thought the movie was crazy. Just, you know... Apparently, I saw some news about Edge of, the March, Edge of Tomorrow 1 that came out with Edge of Tomorrow 2 being announced. It was like the director, or like... I think the director wanted to get rid of the time travel aspect or something like that. It was something. It was something weird like that. It it was something that would not work at all. It would not be like that's movie the main. All. That's one of the main things that I loved about that movie is that I thought it would. Ve- it was one of the better time travel. You know multiple reality type stuff movies that we've had recently, and that's why I liked it. Plus, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt absolutely killed it in that movie. I think it's important to mention. 
That uh, was Emily Blunt's like big at first action role, and that really like is brought yeah. onto the mainstream. So it's a good, good movie. For her. It is. Uh, Nomad Land, which is a critically acclaimed movie from 2020, I'm looking forward to see. It looks pretty good. Is getting released on Hulu soon. Ooh. While we are also waiting for a few other 2020 movies and a few 2019 movies to get some wider releases. Minari, which is uh, it's a movie about a Korean family moving to Arkansas, looks amazing. It really? has the actor from The Walking Dead that played Glenn. Ah, Steven Yoon. He's very looks, good in The Walking amazing. Dead. It looks amazing. I tried. To that. I tried to find ways to watch it, but it is on nothing right now. It has but been it's heading. Acclaimed. It's got awards. So it's, it's heading to streaming services, though. I'm saying we're hoping that it will. Oh, okay. I, I just wanted to Crossing throw that movie out fingers. there. If you're able to watch Minari, watch it. It sounds right. amazing. It looks amazing. Cool, cool. And also another movie. I hope this is a foreshadowing a little bit. I hope gets released. It released wider is Dolor y Gloria, which is Pain and Glory in English, which is the Pedro Almo. How do you say it? Almo. <laughs> Alamo Devar. Okay, I'm sorry. It's fair. I, I couldn't find it on my screen. I was it's looking. <laughs> it stars Antonio nice. Banderas. That's a foreshadowing. I just said, maybe I watched it. Oh, maybe you did. But the thing is, I have some beef with Hulu. Speaking of Hulu. Oh, boy. You know, things get put on Hulu, but then they're behind a locked wall. You go to watch a movie on Hulu, yep. you have to have another add-on to Hulu. <gasps> I wa- <laughs> I pay for Hulu. And I go to watch a movie on it, and it's locked. I look up, oh, this movie's on Hulu. Perfect. I'm going to go watch it. Eh, it's locked. You got to have stars. Eh, it's locked. You got to have FX. I don't know. And then I have to log into stars, but our DirecTV doesn't log into stars because apparently my parents know our DirecTV account, and every time I try to log in, it doesn't work anymore. Our DirecTV's boo-boo to log into on any streaming service. Because like some of those streaming services, like stars, you can use your TV provider to log in. <sighs> And I want to watch. I want to watch these movies. Davis, I'm sorry. In through your nose. I, it's so stupid. Davis, Davis. Okay. Out through your mouth. One more time in. Out. The only reason I have who's because of Spotify. I'll say it. That's the thing is. Okay, I'll say Davis. It. You also you got to realize you don't pay a full subscription technically because you pay. You, the deal is you got Hulu for free with Spotify. But still, like. No, Even it's, if it's, I got the base Hulu, which I would, I wouldn't pay the extra for the add-ons. I, I, I was like, I'd be like, oh. I think with base Hulu, you probably get more. But still, why are all these good movies locked? Because they got to make money. More money. I'm already paying them. I, they got to make more money. Whatever. I, ne- on to the next bit of news. Be quiet, Alex. <laughs> which it is interesting, though. Hulu has ads and also ju- charges for more for movies. So it yeah, is like. crazy, right? Then again, they're owned I'm by trying Disney. to watch a movie and then a big scene. Uh, ad. That's fair. That's fair. So I don't watch movies on Hulu. That's I fair. said it. I own it. I don't even watch anything. Wow. They have Always Sunny. I guess that's really it. Maybe. <laughs> but they have Creed, but I own Creed. So. Of course. Okay. Next bit of news. <clears throat> I'm really heated over that. I, 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 Davis, I think the people listening know that you were heated about that, but uh, thank you for letting us all know again. PlayStation Head. Uh, oh, yeah. It seems like it begins with the J. I can't remember his name emphasizes the goal to make multimedia campaigns focusing currently on Uncharted and Last of Us movies and TV shows. Uncharted movie with, obviously, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg of all... I'm not going to get into that. We've talked about that before. <laughs> and he had the mustache. I don't know. The movie posted so that. Bad. And a Last of Us, presumably a TV show. Yeah. I mean, look, I, lo- I personally, those are probably top two favorite games for me. Amazing games, amazing stories. Naughty heard, yeah. Dog, Knocked Out of the Park. I don't want to see them on the big screen. Ooh. Name Ouch. a good video game movie. Not one that's enjoyable to watch, like a guilty pleasure, like a Resident Evil ones. Those are like, you can kind of watch them. They're like popcorn flicks, but like a good one. 
I can't think of one. Am I missing something? There, there is none. I like you could probably be like, oh, what about this random obscure movie? It, I don't care. You cannot adapt a video game movie, a video game into a movie, well. I think like Uncharted. There's you're playing a game for twenty, thirty plus hours, and you learn all this stuff that you got to condense into three hours. That's As a, a good book, point. I could understand it. If you turn it into like a book, a companion or book. T- I, think it, I think TV, TV series shows, is yeah. possible. I think because like, for example, it's always talked about getting a Halo TV series or show working on it. I think those Halo movies worked though. They had a Until, it wasn't called Until Dawn. Forward Unto Dawn. Yes. That one actually kind of worked because it didn't focus on Master Chief. Exactly. Until he showed up yeah, at yeah, the end. Yeah. Spoiler Master Chief shows up in that movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but just FYI, he like, happens to be there. Like the Colonial Marines, yeah, which yeah. I thought was it was a decent movie. It wasn't yeah. amazing by any stretch of the imagination. I agree. It was pretty good. I agree. There's, is that a video game movie, though? I'll say no. It's tough. It's tough. Because that one's... Um, it, 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 it's based on a video game. It's a video based game Based on the lore. Off. Yeah. But I don't know. It's tough. But yeah, those will be interesting. But what else we got, Davis? Uh, let's see. Uh, D- Disney announced Deadpool will be brought into the MCU in an R-rated Deadpool three. Bra- what is it? Ryan Reynolds said we actually just showed them Spider Man one and two as Deadpool one and two. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was really good. Um, that's that exciting. Really I think it'll be good. You're probably know. gonna get brought in in Spider Man three, if I had to guess. Well, at this point, or maybe in uh, the new Doctor Strange. Possibly. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways you could be brought in, and there's probably going to bring in the X-Men knowing, and know, the Fantastic Four as well. Knowing knowing the rate that this WandaVision show is going, he could just be like a one-time bit to show up because everything in that show is like just, you kind of like look around and you're like, is, is this supposed to be? So, who knows? Uh, next bit of news, while we're still on uh, kind of Marvel stuff, Ben Affleck calls Kevin Feige the greatest producer ever. He gave him the GOAT tag. Ben Affleck, the lesser of the two Affleck brothers, Said Kevin Feige is the best producer ever. What do you I think mean, of that? I mean, he has the best resume. I, but here's the thing: Do you think Martin Scorsese certainly does not? That Mar- he says that Marvel movies are not cinema. Which now that I kind of think about it, it kind of makes sense. They're kind of just like episodes to a v- to a TV show. That's true. That's true. But like they're not Feige really... is an innovator because you've never seen what he's doing done before. I think the argument can certainly be made that he's. He's Pretty. the most successful producer of all time. That, I think, is without debate, right? Say that again, I'm sorry? He's the most successful producer of all time. Maybe not the greatest. Uh, I, I pro- you no, can he is find, successful. You, I'm not saying he isn't. Yeah. He's certainly... Yeah. He's probably one of the most... But I'm sure you can find some... Steven Spielberg, I know, kind of dabbles in producing. I'm sure he produced at ER, uh, George Lucas produced yeah. a good bit. Because he made. I, he produced and directed Star Wars. It's really what you want to kind of get into the down nitty gritty of it, but yeah. I, I think I don't think that's too bad of a thing to say. I don't know. I, I mean, he's certainly up there just because of the success that he's had, but also, you know, he's also produced some bad movies. Mar- that thing is with Marvel is like you know people will give it the overarching story stamp of approval and not acknowledge the fact that some of these movies are not good. And they have, have moments that don't really make sense. For example, people came out of Endgame talking about it was the greatest experience of your life because you know it's oh my child does not that movie. I don't think it's a good movie. I really don't. I think it's a decent movie that has a lot of flaws. But a lot of Marvel gets the stamp of approval with your eyes shut, not realizing which because that's just what it's become. It's it's a machine that puts out movies that will not receive a lot of hate. The one movie that received hate, Captain Marvel, 
really received hate from one side and was not even universally hated by anybody, really. I think there was a big reason for people hating that, which was... No, it's true. I didn't like... And I didn't like the... I personally didn't like the movie in general at all. Well, uh, people... A lot of the backlash originally was because... I mean, like... I guess anti-feminist people were really coming out. Oh! They were just... And that's really who you heard most Yeah, that's true. That's true. But again, that's what I'm saying. Like, even I'm not even saying then. it's an amazing movie. Yeah. But Because some people were like, oh, if you don't like this movie, then you hate women. And everybody, then everybody's like, I'm going to take that and run with it. This movie sucks because of yeah, what, and then they it, it was kind of got blown bad. out of proportion. I don't it think bad. it's that bad of a movie by any stretch, but it's not it's not the best. Yeah, movie. I I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Uh, next bit of news, uh, still with the uh, Marvel stuff. I made a comment here. I said I saw a news headline from Screen Rant. That's where I kind of got all the news here. Spoiler alert: saying Kevin Feige thinks about Star Wars all the time. I said, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Why does this sound so romantically charged? It's just about the fact that he wants to get involved because it's his next adventure. It's not like a. It just. Well, Kevin Feige, Rants, that Rants, sounds like that sounds like a people. That sounds like a People magazine headline for like a tabloid. That's what Screen Rant is. I know, but it sounds so. It sounds so weird. Screen Rant is literally People magazine for nerds. That's what it is. In essence, it's clickbait. Screen Rant has, has some good videos every once in a while. Yeah. Okay. No. No. I. I. I don't like Screen Rant at all personally, but. That's what they are, legitimately. That's fair. But That's fair. Davis, we got two la- last two things in news. Let's get through so we can get to our uh, okay. best movies. Okay, that- okay. No, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just moving along. Uh, first you know? up, we have the Indiana Jones game coming from Bethesda and Lucasfilms. I'm nervous. I'm kind of. They have made Indiana Jones games before that were apparently pretty good 3D ones. That was a long time ago though. Yeah. And it presumably is going to be an Xbox exclusive Ooh. since Bethesda was bought by Microsoft. You didn't hear about that a while. Yeah, I remember Microsoft making the moves. I'm not happy about that because, you know, I'd love to play the new Elder Scrolls, but I have a PlayStation. Time to buy an Xbox something. And the next thing is Star Wars games coming from people besides EA have been announced. Uh, I think, I don't know why I put Activision here. Our long national nightmare is over. I know for a fact Ubisoft is getting one. I know someone else is getting one. I can't remember who exactly. I can't read either. I can't. It, they, not much is known about that. But, but Ubisoft an open has, world. It, they've Star come Wars out and said it's an open world Star Wars game, and presumably that comes with character customization, and hopefully not Ubisoft towers, like they like to put in their open world games. Wait, what do you mean? O- like, Ubisoft has a thing in Far Cry or Assassin's Assassin's Creed. Creed. Oh, go to this tower, unlock it, and you get to see more of the map. Which I'd rather it be more like a Skyrim thing. Where you just go and you discover a little building and you can fast travel to that building, which I personally like a lot more. Yeah, I, as do I. As do I mean, I. like the the Ubisoft Tower is not really that bad. I mean, it's like, just tedious. It's just yeah, it gets kind of boring. It has it even the Shadow of Mordor games. Really? Yeah, they have you go you go cleanse the towers from the Eye of Sauron as Celebrimbor. I started playing Shadow of War again last night. Oh no! Oh no! I don't, I've never even seen the movies and I'm all over. You haven't the seen them? No, I've seen some of it. It's my, uh, uh, don't get, uh, folks, uh, folks at home, can you believe that he has not seen him? I, I'm planning on it, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for the fact that we have had so many episodes where my co-host has been like, hey, this movie's good. You want? You really want to go right now? <laughs> How long did it take you to see Shawshank? Okay, fine. Yeah. See, we can go back and forth about no, this I, all day. I don't want to go back and forth. Thank you. Okay. Okay, and now get into the- It's time. Main, main crux, main, the oyster- of this episode. The oyster. Wow. Very nice. Or um, the pearl. The oh, pearl. God. Wow. Wow. I really just botched that one right there. Uh, I mean, you guys see what I'm working with here. I mean, my goodness. You really? 
<laughs> I just went through all that news flawlessly. That was my news anchor. I'm going to be a news anchor. You, you know are. what? I'm change. I'm going to be a news anchor now. I, I look forward to it. I really do. I'm going to um, be like. <laughs> so, obviously, what is a break from school other than simply an opportunity to watch movies? Like, that's Alex, all. That's true. Also, uh, what else did I do? I played some games. Should have watched some more movies. I watched. I rewatched all the Star Wars with my mom. Oh, all eleven? Yeah, all of them. Every single one. Ouch. She. We kind of skipped Attack of the Clones because she fell asleep. I was like, I don't feel like watching. It's this. so bad. Which, speaking of Attack of the Clones, we will actually. Oh, you stole it. I was going to do that. We will, and I want to announce this: a four-episode series openly. What? Openly announced. I, I, I don't That's know. That's a reference to earlier. You folks oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine, fine. But we will be having a four-episode series on the Star Wars films doing a trilogy per series, prequels, originals, sequels. Then our final episode, we will handle the two spinoffs, Rogue One and Solo, and then give our definitive rankings of the 11 movies in order. And also the rankings of our guests. That's true. We, have, we will have guests on. We will have Jack Hart and Jacob Hillman on the first two episodes, and then Chris Tobias on the... Sequel trilogy. It looks like I think Jack might be so. coming in for the original. Oh, we were talking fun. to him about that earlier. And it's going to be one heck of an experience. Four episodes of our semester on Star Wars. But I mean, hey, it's 11 movies, so it fits. Yeah. So I just want to announce that to all you so you can look forward to that episode next week. That'll be the prequels. That's going to be a fun one because those movies are interesting to say the least. Interesting things. But now, enough about that for we can take a breather off of Star Wars for a week. I decided that now would be the time to share some of the best that we watched over Christmas break. What did we spend our Christmas breaks watching? I have a feeling we watched very different things. Oh, absolutely. You so, saw like 20, 30 movies. I did. I did. And <laughs> I, I saw seven new and ones. I, and I ranked, I ranked them like this. I had, it, uh, I had my top five new movies, my best movies overall, and my, and my worst movies. My least favorite movies. I didn't watch any bad ones. You didn't watch any bad ones? So I guess I'll just go off mine first. Yeah, then. go ahead and say your bad so, ones. So... Uh, I saw no, two that like were okay. Number that would be four, in one and solo. Number four it. in my worst movies was Nocturnal Animals, a Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael Shannon film. That's oh, I've heard of that. About the guy who uh, his wife and his daughter are taken from him by these creepers on the road. Again, spoiler for all these movies, and he has to he tries to get them back. Then he tries to find the people that did uh, the crime and actually killed his wife and daughter. That movie, like I'm watching it and I'm like. This is good cinema, but I'm also watching me like, I'm not enjoying myself while watching this movie, which is why it's on the least favorite list. Because I know it's good, I'm just never going to watch it again. That's fair. Like, I was like, because I'm in the car going to Disney World watching this, and I'm like, this is uh, good cinema, but also, which Army Hammer was in that, which, you know. <laughs> good old Army Hammer. This is some good movies. Anyway. um, He has his own twin in the social network, you know. It's just him he cloned twice. himself for like that. <laughs> Stop it. Um, but it was like a, it was, you know, like, oh, this is art, but I'll never watch it again. You know, like, I felt that way with some movies in my life where I'm like, I know this is good. I just don't have the desire to watch it again. And this one is because it was just, it was very depressing and sad. And it wasn't very, you know, there wasn't like a joyful moment. Like, the cop that you like that's played by Michael Shannon is dying. So, like, it's like, oh, he's funny, but also. He is dying, so there's not really anything I can get invested into on that one. And then next, 
on my worst break movies. Actually, I have two Star Wars movies because I watched two on my list, but I'm going to save that okay. for next week because we don't need to be. We're going to have enough Star Wars content coming out in the next in the next few weeks. But I'll just skip right past those. We'll leave a mystery of who they were. And then number one, my least favorite movie to watch this break, Deep Impact. Have you ever seen this film? That's the one with the meteor. One of them, yeah. There you go. With, with the journalist who discovers it. Never seen. Oh, it. Davis, no. If it's not that, if it's your, in your least favorite, why would I watch it? I, I've seen it like ten times. So I why do you keep watching it? <laughs> I don't know. It's so bad. It is so. That's that's how we're different. I look, I'll go like, what are the best movies out now? What are the best foreign movies? What are the best foreign language movies? And I'll watch those. You go like, I hate this movie. I'm gonna watch it for the twentieth time. Click. <laughs> we are like not a- the same, Alex. <laughs> Wow, who would have thunk? It's like a tradition between me and my mother is just to watch a good bad movie. I personally don't really like to watch like good bad movies. You just gotta have a good laugh sometimes, man. I mean, like, yeah, I'd rather. I don't know. Gotta have a good laugh with that one. Not with other people, I might, but like if I'm by myself sitting down, I'm gonna watch like a a good movie. And that's like, fair. That is fair. I mean, I'm just you know. Uh, but that's my number one least favorite movie. I didn't watch a movie nearly as bad as that this break. I don't think I watched a movie. Wait, no, I've seen one movie this two movies this year that have you been be worse Halloween? than that. Halloween. And the wedding planner, so awful. Interesting. So awful. Young, bleach blonde hair, Matthew McConaughey. Good old. That's that's what. All right, all right, all right. But it wasn't all. all other right. news. Matthew McConaughey released a book. <laughs> I watched. It, I saw. It. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> this quick quick tangent. I Here saw, we go. I saw. I saw a TikTok that read a segment from the book. I've not read the book, so I can't. I do believe this is from it, but I'm not going to say definitively it is. I'm going to paraphrase. It was like. I was like. I was in college the first time I learned what a meatball sub was. Sub is short for submarine. Someone should take a picture of someone with a sub on a submarine. That would be funny. That would make a good meme. I am funny. That is apparently from the book, from the TikTok I saw. (laughs) I got to Google this. I'm sorry. I can't. I I mean, they're not going to. You can Google it. It's not going to have like segments from the book. It's just kind of the book. But as you were saying, you just went through your least favorite movies, and we went on a quick Matthew McConaughey tangent. What were your favorite movies, Alex? Do I? So, how did you have yours listed? You have just like your five favorite. Yeah. All well, right. Have, so, one, two, I've got some yeah, new ones. I only watched five technically. Okay. Two Star Wars movies. So I've got new ones, and I could maybe go through these, and then we could do our five and go. Like, remember when we did the Psychos, and we did five. I said five. You said yeah, five. Then you four. So I got some new ones because you've seen some of these. So you can comment on them. My number five top movie in the break, I had never seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I still haven't seen that. I know it's really good. Bro. I've been meaning to, but it's no, just No, 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 no. Not why. I cannot tell you this. Ladies and gentlemen, watch, I've seen a lot of Quentin Tarantino's films. I've seen Kill Bill 1 and 2. I've seen Django. I've seen Glorious Bastards. It works. I never understood the foot thing with Quentin Tarantino. I never understood the joke. You made the joke a few episodes ago oh, in the in in, in 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 through the lens about like Quentin Tarantino and the obsession with feet. Tim and Dan Schneider. And then Brad Pitt said when he received the Oscar for the film, he said Quentin separated more women from their feet than the TSA. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Oh my God! In this movie, this is Magnum. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm going to tell you two things that happen. So Brad Pitt picks up a girl. I know the ending, by the way, so you can spoil it. No, for me. no, but I actually don't want to because it's a good movie. But I'm just going to talk about this specific. I like the movie, not my favorite Tarantino. I like the ending, but this particularly first one I'm going to get to. So Brad Pitt. Oh wait, no. 
Margot Robbie goes to see her movie because she's Sharon Tate. She wants to go see the film that Sharon Tate was in. I can't remember the name, but Dean Martin was in it. Whatever. So she goes to sit in the theater. She's like, I'm Sharon Tate. Let me into the movie. Give me a ticket whatever. So then she sits down, and then the ca- the camera, you know, picks oh. up from a, from a chair in front, and then she just puts her feet up, and her feet are, like, jet black with, like, dirt. And I'm like, what is the point? She was wearing- she's been walking around barefoot. She was wearing shoes, I think. I'm pretty but sure she was wearing not. shoes. Probably not. Like, if you walk on- if you walk on like I know. movie theater floor, but literally like asphalt. the whole angle is not the screen of the movie. It's her reacting with her feet right center stage. I'm like, I feel like that. If her feet are jet black, it probably has something to do that happened earlier in the movie. I, I don't know. I didn't see anything. I'll have to watch. I'll get back. I to didn't you see on anything that. on that one. And but then still, later, I mean, later, even worse. So Brad Pitt picks up a a girl who, fun fact, played the daughter in. Kill Bill, actually. She came back to play uh, this in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's also in The Leftovers, a TV show on HBO. Very good. But she, Brad Pitt, Cliff Booth, picks her up in the car and is going to give her a lift. So then the camera picks up. It's like, you know how a car is? You're sitting in the driver's seat. Like, imagine a camera, like, in the top corner, like, near your mirror. The camera's there viewing Brad Pitt and the girl. And the girl just plops her feet right on the windshield and, like, leaves some, like, yellow mark on them. And then they're just there. The feet are there the whole time. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, huh? Now you know. Because, like, in Inglorious Bastards, the feet thing was, um, like, um, Hans Landis slowly putting on, like, the slipper on um, Diane Kruger. I can't remember the the character's name. But, like, that, that made sense for the point because he found the shoe at the scene of the crime where Michael Fassbender got shot and all that stuff. And, like, in that made fiction, sense. They just had shots of feet. On the poster, there's a shot of her feet. But this is it, yeah, because her feet are off like when she's like on the bed in the Pulp Fiction poster, you know the famous one. Ah, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. But it's just like, a known thing, bro. But like, now I you don't. Know. Th- I was like, what is this? I'm like, Dad, I, I finally get it, and he just chuckled and walked away. <laughs> I was like, I don't. It was weird. It was really weird. It's one of that's one of the weird. That's one of the weird things about Tarantino. Yep, I agree. Guy. I agree. And then now on to the next one of my newest movies, Greenland. Released on Amazon, thirty dollars. Disaster movie. Yeah, Gerard Butler. Actually, it wasn't bad. My dad did. Oh my! (laughs) What? Okay, look. (laughs) Here he goes. No offense to your dad. Of course. No offense to anybody that paid thirty bucks because if it was a decent movie, that's okay. But like, why don't they make it fifteen? You're paying if uh, let's say you're going to the movie theater in person. How much are you gonna pay? For you, just you. Like twelve bucks. Why are you paying 30? Because there was five of us. Do they know that? If I'm by myself watching in my apartment, why am I going to pay 30? There's only one. I don't of them. know. It's what he did. Anyway. I'm not, mo- I, I'm not saying it's his fault or anything. That's just, I, I think that's a bad move by that's the. Fair. That's a bad move by the, uh, fair. the, 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 whoever released it. Because like, if you make it 12 bucks, I'd be more willing to pay that because that's how much I pay for a t- movie ticket. I, no, Davis. For you're nobody right. watch Mulan. Look. You- I'll say it. Nobody uh, watched Mulan. Whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa. But as you now. were saying, I, I remember I saw the, the trailers for that one. It's uh, It was actually pretty decent. You know, it's right in our wheelhouse of dumb disaster movie that we just were like, oh my gosh, of course this is happening. It was really... So it was really cool, though, because it wasn't, you know... When you think traditional action movie, it's like trying to save the planet. This was not that. This was just a family trying to survive. It's like Twister. No, because Twister, they were trying to, you know, study the tornadoes or I stuff. Guess, yeah, yeah. This was literally just a family trying to survive, and it was really, really cool and had a really unique perspective, and it provided a lot of, like, you know, people watching it on TV at home, and, like, it was just really it's unique. It's like signs. 
Maybe. Maybe. Um, but I, that's why I liked it. And Gerard Butler's great. Look, let's not forget. Dude's, I mean, he's consistently performs in every movie he's in. I don't think he's ever delivered a bad performance. He's been in bad movies, but he's not been the reason why. So, good for him. But yeah, good movie on that one. On to my number three, movie I've never seen before. Richard Jewell. The uh, oh. story of the Centennial Park bombing in the 90s, which brings me to a question. Is Clint Eastwood one of the best actor-to-directors we have? Yes. Yes. He consistently brings us good, high-quality content. This movie was not, you know, it's not like Oscar-worthy, but it was really good, really great story. I recommend anybody who doesn't know anything about the Centennial As Park Paul bombing. Walter Hauser, upcoming actor. He, was, he played Richard Gere. Ah, that, also had Sam right. Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, of course, who was great, and John Hamm as well, Olivia Wilde, and the like. And um, Paul Walter Hauser's been a lot. He's been, well, while you're thinking over there, I'm just going to mention some things Paul Walter Hauser's been in recently, kind of really took off recently. He was in I, Tanya in 2017 with Margot Robbie about Tanya Harding. He was in Black Klansman in 2018 with uh, John David, or yeah, John David Washington. He was in Kingdom. I'm not really familiar with that show. He's in, he's coming in, he's going to be in Cruella with uh, Anne Hathaway. He was in The Five Bloods. He's in Cobra Kai. He's in Late Night Super Troopers 2, among other things. I mean, like, he's really kind of hit it big recently. I mean, he deserves because he was really good in that movie. And Kathy Bates was also in it as well. And she's just, you know, she's one of the top actresses on the planet every single year. And she's been delivering high-quality performances for the last 30-plus years at this point. But, yeah, good movie. Clint Eastwood, once again, knocks it out of the park. little controversial because apparently they changed up a little bit of the story involving the journalist who broke the first story because it all starts because... Jewel is under investigation, but it has the story hasn't broke yet, and then she broke the story. But the way she got it was by um, making a deal with a FBI agent, which involved exchange bribery? information for bribery oh. of a certain variety. So, not great. Yeah, no. Oh. In the movie, that's what it says, and she was like, "That's not what happened." And she like, "What? You talking about like that bribery?" Let's just say there was an exchange. Whoa, and that's that- illegal. No, yeah. Like on the bribery scale? That's at the top, that, right? No, it's bad, yeah. And she got information from FBI, and she was like, that's not what happened, but it does add to the story of the film. But if that's not true, that kind of sucks, because this movie does feel so true to the point where you're like, you want to believe it, and you're like, all right, I do not like this person. So that was not great, but still a good movie overall. Your next and one? Next one. You've seen this one, 1917. Davis, you wrote movie. a review for it on Weagle I wrote a website. review about it. You can probably that's correct. go in the weeds and find it. Dive through the archives and find it. It was a good movie. The one-shot thing was cool. It was clear when they would, you know, cut, obviously, but it was still cool, unique, because the point is it wasn't for the technical thing of, hey, we can make it one-shot. It's the fact that movies do look better if it's one-shot because that's what real life looks like. You can probably find some symbolic purpose behind the one-shot. And it was cool. I was really surprised, spoiler alert, when the one of the pair died in the Mm -hmm. begin towards the like middle, or I was like, whoa, what? That was like that was early in. Yeah. It was actually maybe more before the middle. I was like, "Whoa, that's cool." Didn't expect that, did you? It was that was that was a sad scene. Yeah, I because agree. they they saved the airplane pilot, or they they spared him basically, just for him to yeah, Unfor- unfortunate reality. But you know that was a good movie too. Battlefield One taught me that if there's two guys, you ever play Battlefield One? Yeah. If there's two guys, enemies in a in a field together, they'll just point their guns at each other. They won't shoot. That's what it taught me. Really? Because they're like. They've what, what, what do we have? Ag- what 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 do we have against each other? Well, yeah, but that's just because our nations tell us we hate each other. Do we really? I mean, that was the point it made. Very moving. Wow, 
Think about well, that. there you go, Davis. And then finally, my number one new movie. There's new movies that I've not seen before and would recommend all you seeing is The Invisible Man. Mm. You seen this one? HBO Max. It's have you seen the? No. It is it is unbelievable. I Kate, do have some gripes. Kate Moss, with it. Very good. What? I have some gripes with the trailer for it. When it originally came out, the trailers gave away that it was a suit. Really? Yes. Like no. it, it did not I don't remember that. I remember because I'd watch it and I always got into debates with our friend Jacob about it. I'd not debates, like we'd just be like I'd be like, I feel like always said, I think it would be cooler if they didn't say that it was a suit and it kind of left up, is it a ghost? Is it a guy that like turned himself invisible like the originals? Or is it some kind of new age suit, but it just shows as a suit. That's disappointing. So you know it's the boyfriend. That's very just, disappointing. I mean that's 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 how like movies are now with their trailers. That's very disappointing. And it kind of gave it away too because it had that scene where she pours the paint on his head in the trailer. Yeah. I, that's, I, that's, that was like the main reason I was like, I'm not going to watch it because I already know the twist. That's disappointing. Like if I know the twist to a movie, I'm not going to be in a rush yeah, to watch fair. it. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I, I had forgotten about it and I watched it and man, it's very good. Oh, I've heard it's good. really good. It's very, very good. Kate Moss is unbelievable. They're making Invisible Man too. Wait, is it They're Elizabeth making Invisible Moss? Woman. Is it Elizabeth Moss or Kate Moss? I don't know. Oh, But they're making oh, an Invisible Woman. Really? If you hadn't heard. Somehow. Ooh. That I'm gonna look Invisible Man. Sure apparently, they didn't expect it to do so good. They, they didn't expect it to do as good as it did. It's Elizabeth Moss. That's my mistake. Elizabeth Moss, great performance. So Sorry. they're gonna fit that into their, their their dark universe that they're making. Their next attempt at it, basically. Eee, there's nothing. I, I don't think it's gonna work. I think they should just leave it as a standalone. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. But we'll see. But yeah, those are my top five new movies that I watch. I'd never seen them before this break. Which of course, Davis's top five movies are probably also new movies he's never seen. I'm just yes, lazy and I just rewatch stuff. But Let's get right into it. Davis, why don't you start us off with number your number five? My number five is a movie from 2019. Can you guess it? Pain it has, oh, what's his name? Laurent, that's not his name. Never, I, I give up. It's about a story of former vets going back to Vietnam to dig up Barry Gold. Oh, Defy Bloods? Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? Yes, it was pretty good. It was a little long. There's a few points where I was kind of... Uh, I wasn't really following it. I mean, like, I was following it, but, like, I wasn't really feeling it as much. But overall, it was a good movie. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Great acting. Uh, Jonathan Majors, one of my personal favorite actors coming up recently, is in it. It has... Oh, my God. What's his name? It's made by Spike Lee, one of my favorite directors. Tells a good story. Chadwick Boseman's pretty good, even though he's in it pretty short. And Spike Lee, he always kind of fits in, or he tries to for some of his bigger movies. Kind of like racial justice, that kind of stuff. And it does fit in, and it fits in really well. It tells some... Stories about Vietnam vets, uh, specifically African-American Vietnam, uh, people fighting in Vietnam that you never really heard about. It was pretty interesting to learn about some of the history as well. It was a good movie. You know, they found I, some gold. Oh, there were wow. some landmines. It had, had Paul Walter Hauser in it as well. Paul? The guy from Richard Jewell. Oh, right, right. That's not his name. Right, right. Whatever it was. I think that was his name. You know, I actually, my number five spot, have a movie about Vietnam as well. Oh. You know, about the true heroes who saved the day. One of you may know is, uh, goes by the name of uh, Kirk Lazarus or Sergeant Lincoln Osiris. It, is it not ringing a bell? Oh, oh, good heavens. Did you watch Platoon? No. Oh, Platoon? No, no, it's Tropic Thunder. Is that what Platoon? you Platoon? What'd you watch? Oh, it was, yes, it was Tropic Thunder. I've never seen it. Really? Yes, we've been over this before. Wow. Well, of course, I had to watch a movie because uh, some of my friends had never seen, you seen it before. How many times have you seen it before? Like three times. I haven't seen it a lot. My parents never let me see because I thought it was going to be really funny because I was like, hey, look, Iron Man, um, Zoolander, yeah. Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. <laughs> let me watch it. But then, you know, I realized that Kung Fu Panda was on cocaine. Iron Man was, well, black and... 
and apparently to quote to quote um the movie Zoolander went full retard apparently so that hey you never you should never this <laughs> this movie i mean it is so and it's always funny because you know every year like someone will come back around and by the way um I'll get that second post. Everybody will come back around and like try to cancel Robert Downey Jr. again for the movie. And I'm like, it's satire, guys. Because that's what it is. It, it yeah, is, it's making fun of blackface. Ma- it, no, yeah, it's, it's, no, it's making fun of method actors is what it's making fun of. But also making fun of blackface. Well, yeah, obviously. But the the whole thing is... If he, it, well, yeah, if he was actually playing an African-American actor. Yeah, exactly. No, it is making fun of method acting. And make, it's making fun of Hollywood because the ridiculous production explosions, the, you know... Diva actors who have a drug addiction. Like, ev- everything is a trope about it. Literally, at one point, Robert Downey Jr.'s character says, it's Hollywood, just to, like, explain one of the crazier things that's gone on. And that, and that is just, I think, I think it's really funny. I really do. Like, it, it's definitely not for everybody because it doesn't pull any punches ever. But it is just, every moment is just nonstop. And... Yeah, but every year they come around to the cancel. I'm like, guys, the whole point is to mock it because, like, even um, Les Grossman, who is on our Tom Cruise intensity meter, uh, yes. he shows up and he's like the studio exec who's like crazy and just yells at everybody and is like really disgusting looking, which might be Harvey Weinstein, but I'm not sure. But, <laughs> um, like that, it literally is just making fun of everything about Hollywood, and that's why I think it's really funny because it is insiders in Hollywood acknowledging it and mocking it completely. And <laughs> it's a good movie. And I, I like to rewatch it every once in a while because it really is just very, very funny. And when in doubt, look, controversy is Robert Downey Jr. gives a great performance. Yeah, plays an Australian man he, playing an American. He, uh, the quote is, I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. In which you're like, wait, what? Because then, cause then uh, Jay Baruchel's character, it just zooms on him. He's like, huh? And it's that, that part is really funny. But like literally... That is, it's just, that, that movie's just, I, I really recommend watching it because it's hilarious. And Robert Downey Jr. got nominated for an Oscar for that film. So, there you go. solid work. Or was it Robert Downey Jr.'s character that got nominated for an Oscar? Think about that. It's true, because was it Kirk Lazarus? I don't know. It's tough to say. All right, so my number four is another Spike Lee movie. I've been kind of going back and forth. I wanted to give it an eight or a nine. Might have to watch it again about someone I am really interested in. I've done a few projects on him, reading about him right now. Malcolm X. Ah, the Very Denzel movie. Washington Denzel movie. Washington. Three and a half hours. It's pretty lengthy. However, it's one of those movies that did not feel like three and a half Ooh, hours. Very nice. It's quick. It's nice and brisk. You, it shows his whole life. It does take a few liberties. You read the autobiography, you kind of pick up on it, but it's nothing yeah. that really yeah. changes it for the worse or anything. It's a great movie. tells a good story and raises some interesting questions. Spike Lee's great director. Foreshadow to mate to next month. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, got some plans in the works. Don't want to announce until we got some really set in stone, of course, because, you know, we don't want to get anybody hopes up on our plans. Because Star Wars is set in stone, but everything else, you know, we're still working it out. But possible foreshadowing there. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about the movie. I remember seeing the uh, clip on Instagram where Christopher Plummer is like uh, the priest, and he's like talking about the painting. Yes. yes, yes that scene, I was like, oh. I like that scene. It's a good scene. It's a very good scene. And also, if you've ever seen the clip where Denzel Washington says, that brother's starving. 
That's also from that movie. Never seen that scene actually. It's talk, when when people will send us a meme now when dudes are down bad. Say that, <laughs> that brother's starving. Wait, 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 I got it right here. Wait, can I play it? Am I allowed to play it? It's only like two seconds. Uh, yeah, sure. We're we gonna get in trouble. I, let's just not play it for the sake. No, it's no, two no, seconds. No, no, no. You already asked. You, you made the mistake of asking one too many times. I'm gonna play it. No, Davis. Davis. Why not? What are they gonna do? The FCC is gonna come get us. <laughs> I don't think so, but. Okay, it, I won't play it. Here you go. So my number four is, this is our Christmas Eve movie. You know, after we went to Christmas Eve mass outside in the cold, froze to death, went to Christmas Eve Waffle House in our church clothes tradition. Then we get home. Masks? Yeah. Good. Just making sure. Come on now, Davis. First of all, my mask was on just to keep my face warm. Masks work, man. Particularly. Take it from experience. Uh, I don't, okay, Davis. <laughs> bro, we're... We're on, the mo- we're on the movies right now. We're on everything. Oh, my goodness. No, we're not. But, As you were saying. Uh, it's a movie called Wonder. About Yes, uh, and he wears the helmet. Yes. You've seen it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. I know the poster. It's him and his little yeah. puppy. So that is a great movie based on the incredible book that I read in eighth grade, actually, about a kid named Augie Pullman with severe facial deformities and him trying out school for the first time because he was homeschooled for the majority of his life till middle school. It is uh, until fifth grade, I've heard it nothing is but unbelievable. And we watch it. Jackson had not seen it yet. My mom, me, William, and my dad had seen Jackson and not. So every like ten minutes, Jackson's like, "I hate this movie. It's just so sad." <laughs> and then there's spoiler. There is a point where um, Augie's dog pa- uh, passes away. She gets sick and then dies. And Jackson then started clutching his cat closer, and that that part was really funny. I feel bad, but like I couldn't help because like it was this movie was clearly having an effect, and it is a great, great movie. Owen Wilson is there. Wow. Oh wow. 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 Julia Roberts you also Midnight there. in Paris before. I never have. It's a good movie. That's that what was I heard. A, that said like Owen Wilson. I never have. Wow. Wow. Made her. We're driving backwards. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was that funny. <laughs> I, that was a good. That was. Okay. <laughs> Are you okay? That was funny. That was a good one. <laughs> I got a headache now. <laughs> I didn't breathe for like a few seconds. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But that yeah, was good. this is a really great movie. I recommend anybody reading the book and watching the movie. Both are very high quality. But Davis, on to your third. Uh, so the next three are all foreign language films. As we should should expect. I mean. I love some foreign language films. This one is actually a Portuguese film. Oh. From 2002, I believe. It is called Cidade de Deus, or City of God. Ah, yes, I heard about this one. It was amazing. Nine out of ten. It was awesome. Really? Yes. It was so good. It showed, so the City of God is basically just like a ghetto, a slums, outside of, I guess, Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. I think kind of is the area for it. It's in Brazil for sure. And I started watching it. I didn't realize, for some reason, I didn't click that Brazil spoke Portuguese. So oh, I was like, yeah. I, was like, I, I thought were... it was in Spanish. Like, I know they speak Portuguese, but I just didn't. I just forgot. I was like, this is this is not Spanish. Yep. Then I like have forgot all my Spanish. But City of God is like a slums and a lot of kind of drug. There's like drug lords and stuff, and they're kind of like drooling, dug, dueling drug lords. It's really awesome. There's a kid named Rocket that's kind of like taking it all in from all sides. And it shows like kind of as he grows up. It's a great movie. Watch it. If you don't mind subtitles, it is. Oh yeah, no, I've always I've always been fine with subtitles. Train to Busan is one of the my yes. favorite movies, favorite zombie movies, and it is subtitled everywhere, obviously. Um sounds like a great movie. I only have to give it a shot. It was great. My number three 
See, this is why I was waiting for it. This is why we watched Deep Impact. So, Christmas or New Year's Eve, my grandparents are in town. We want to watch a movie because we just love watching movies. Me and my family we always do. So I'm like, let's watch Armageddon. Mm. You've seen it, some of it. So I I want to watch it. Me and my dad are just quoting lines back and forth. There's our favorite line: "What are you doing with a gun in space?" Which is so stupid. And it's so funny. Here's the thing, though. What? What are you doing with a gun in space, right? No, that, it wouldn't work. Guns would not fire in space. Yeah, guns don't fire in water, so. No, that's, but it, that's they, different, though. They were in the spaceship, so it was when he had the gun. They were in the well, I was just thinking, like, if you were in the vacuum of space, yeah. and I forgot that it wouldn't be able oh, to wait. fire. Actually, they do, they do fire a gun. But Steve, they would be Steve able, Buscemi it, gets a machine gun and just starts blasting the asteroid. I'm trying to... I watched the video. How would it work? Ghosts, God, guns would not work in the vacuum of space. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because there's no there's no oxygen to ignite the. Right. I don't know. There's research but for next. But what I was thinking was, if it fired, if you could get it to fire out of the gun, because there was no friction to stop it, that'd be a deadly bullet. Well, yeah, that's the thing is the the machine gun that he fires is so it, it works, but the it feels like an air gun maybe. I don't know. Not like taking it, but if you had like a like an air compressor gun. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I I remember in like It is a Michael Bay movie, so they didn't explain it. Cod Cod Ghost, remember that where they're firing guns in the That's right. And people were like, it wouldn't work. And I just forgot why it wouldn't work. Yeah. So we watched a movie on New Year's. We decided to watch while we're having dinner because we watched the last hour on the asteroid. It is typical Michael Bay. It's Michael Bay at his best. The cast is crazy, by the way. Bruce Willis. Steve Buscemi, and you've also got you've also got um Ben Affleck? No, 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 no. Wait, wait. I just those two people are in it. I just no, they are. They are. But I'm thinking of one particular person who I am totally blank on. You got Billy Bob Thornton, but no, the man I'm thinking of is Michael Clark Duncan from The Green Mile. Oh, yeah, who, he is in it. He is in it. And it's it, he is not hilarious. as tall as he is in Green Mile. Really? They they use oh yeah they, they use they, like boxes right. and stuff to make him look taller. That makes sense. But he's still massive in this yes. movie. But so we're watching it at dinner, and I love this movie. Jackson said it perfectly. We probably have watched this movie once a year at least since we were six years old. And we're sitting there and we're at a table. TV is in front of us. It's playing. And my grandfather's sitting in front of my dad eating his food. And my dad keeps leaning forward to see the TV. And my grandfather will look back and he'll sit back. He's like eating his food, pretending he doesn't care. And then every time he look away, he'll lean forward to try and see the TV. And <laughs> that was just perfect because my dad was like, I swear I didn't really care. But then... <laughs> He was hooked. And that movie is why we watch Deep Impact. And when you watch those back-to-back, you realize Armageddon, it's not a masterpiece, but, man, it is one fun movie to why watch. Why would you just train astronauts to be miners, Alex? Or oil, oil Well, drillers? because because to quote Bruce Willis, they don't know jack about drilling. That's facts. That's, they don't. But what do, what do drillers know about? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Bruce Willis is an anti-masker. I don't trust his... Oh my gosh, stop it. But there are so many hilarious lines that we it really is like a bucket list dumb action movie to watch. But anyway, that's my number three. Davis, on to your number two. Now there's, uh, this one's actually a Spanish movie. I ah. can understand some things that were there happening. There you go, there you go. Dolor y Gloria, or Pain and Glory. Ah, yes. The 2019 movie with Antonio Banderas we had talked about like last year. And uh, we talked about it just in this episode. We are talking about it in this episode as well, we did. We, we did. talked about it earlier. We, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know, and I'm agreeing with you. God almighty. It was great. Uh, I loved it, actually. Probably my favorite movie uh, from 2019. The ones I've seen. I haven't seen that many, I don't think. I give it a 9 out of 10. Great movie. Have you ever seen Moonlight? No, I haven't. Kind of gave me a similar vibe ah. to Moonlight. It is not like it is not the same plot at all, of yeah. course. But it kind of gave me the same feel to it. It kind of had a, not like a twist, but it kind of had like a cool aspect at the end that you kind of realize some of the stuff is showing earlier. 
it kind of all fits together. Yeah. Awesome movie. If you can watch it, it is locked on Hulu. So, ouch. Yeah. But if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. It was amazing. If you don't mind, if you really like Spanish movies too, Antonio Banderas is amazing in it as well. I mean, he's he's amazing in just about everything he's ever been in. I think this is his best movie. Really? And people online also agree. Very high praise. All right. So, my number two, I guess? Yes. So, my number two is The Hunt for the Wilder People. The, you said his name earlier and I forgot how to say it. The Ragnarok director who did. Uh, Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. That's right. So, this is uh, one of his earlier movies in New Zealand with Sam Neill, actually. Oh. And remember the kid from Deadpool 2? Yes. So, he is in it too. And this is one of his breakout movies. And it's about him, Sam Neill, and the kid. Trekking across New Zealand after uh, they're being hunted down by child services and also apparently the government. And it is so funny and it's so dry. And it's just an absolutely hilarious and ridiculous movie. I can is known for his just deadpan humor. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is frequently. And it's it's such a good movie. I had picked it out. This was after, this is New Year's Eve again. After Armageddon, I was like, all right, the pressure's on. I got to pick out a good movie. And the beginning of it is very slow. But it really picks up, and it really makes for a very good. I saw it at the Crescent actually, Mobile. You ever been to the Crescent? Is that the one downtown? Yeah. Yes. The one, the one room theater. I saw yesterday there. Really? I also saw something else there. Yesterday, I don't like it that much. Ah, that's fair. But what else did I? I saw something else there. I saw Jurassic World there. Oh, that'd be a good movie to see there. I can't remember what the other one I saw was. But we can talk about yesterday another time. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, it's just really, really funny, and uh. I mean, it's literally like it's Sam Neill and the kid, and they're like the two main guys, but they're both perfect in the roles that they have. They both just knock it out of the park. I really recommend watching it. It's a good feel-good movie. Has some emotional moments though. Don't don't you know? Don't go in expecting all you know, happiness, laughter, and joy because it is it is a it will get serious when it needs to be, and that's what makes it good. But that also you know can because my grandparent like my grandparents did not expect it to go serious, and then it did, and they were like people were freaking out. Jackson was screaming. Savannah was screaming. My dad was laughing. I was laughing. It's a whole thing. But, yeah, definitely a very good movie I'd recommend watching for a good time. Very funny. But that's my number two. Now, Davis? My number one is a movie from 1995, a French movie. Ooh. I think it's a perfect ah, right. movie. I think it's a perfect movie. And I think it might be my new favorite movie. Uh-oh. Sound the alarm, everybody. I said it's it. a big one. Like, there's no visible faults to me. It was really? amazing. I was gripped at every single part. It's called La Haine. I can't pronounce it. It's French. Very hard to pronounce. Of course. Of course. But it sure, it's like eight letters, but very hard to pronounce. Hatred. Ooh. Black and white. Intense. It has one of the actors in it is actually one you might know. Give me a second. But. Depends on the name. The plot was amazing. Uh, do you want me to give a little synopsis, maybe? Like I a, mean, a non uh His name is Vincent Cassell. Played, the, like, arguably the main guy. And he was in Black Swan, Jason Bourne, Ocean's 12. Uh, he I've, also I've recognized, showed up I've, in Westworld. I've recognized him before. I, yeah, no, that's things I recognize uh, his photo. I just can't place exactly where. Oh. Ah, he was in a movie called The Little Prince, actually. I watched a movie. Uh, he, oh, so he was in the French version of The Little Prince. The Little Prince was a movie that was originally in France. It's a French story. And then it came and was put in English. He was in that, actually. I just saw that, and that's a movie I watched earlier And it's year. one of those movies... That have the actors' names or the names of the characters. Underrated aspect. I really like those movies. Hmm. Like the I main characters are Vin's Vin, 
or Vincent, ah, yeah. Saeed and Hubert. And that's the names of the actual Saeed actors. was in um, uh, Wonder Woman. Yes, he was. Sorry. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Go ahead. But it's basically about, so they're all from, I don't want to get too much into it. It's amazing. It is currently, no, I didn't tell you this. It's free on YouTube right now with subtitles. It's just, it's up there. So right there for the taking. I'm seems. not sure if it's supposed to be there, but it is. If you have a chance, watch it. It is amazing. The indi- After I finished watching it, it's one of those movies I just sat there, like 10 minutes. Wow. Silent, just staring at the black screen. It was amazing. I watched it on my laptop, too. Matt- Martin Scorsese would be mad at me. <laughs> and Alex, your number one? My number one's a tie. Oh, my God. Between two movies of similar variety. Have you ever seen The Dark Knight Returns? No. It is the so it is a cartoon based on the very famous comic. I've seen some of that. I watched part one and part two, and I'll say this: Dark Knight Returns Part Two is about as close to a perfect comic movie as I've ever seen. There's Flashpoint Paradox. Yes, I have. That was not perfect. That's a good one, though. That's a good one, and I love that one. But The Dark Knight Returns is near perfect. Really, it is. It is an unbelievable. It and I will say it does. And I, I have it linked because what it's next to on this list is the Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Edition, which I watched on the way to Disney World, which I think that movie is great too. But what it's interesting to me is The Dark Knight Returns gets so much right that Batman vs. Superman messed up with the character of Batman. I don't mean I don't mean the killing. I don't care if Batman kills because in reality, I feel like a guy who goes through all that stuff and finally snaps and kills people makes sense. I know that's his thing is that he never breaks it, but it makes sense for a different story. And the what I'm saying is that with these movies, The Dark Knight Returned, the comics, they perfectly set up who Batman is. We don't have to wonder what's happened in the last 20 years, you know, because his first time he's on scene, he's driving a race car, and he pushes it to the limit to where he almost dies. Then it's he like t- Cars 3. <laughs> you remember that? Are you listening to me? Yeah, but it's like Cars 3. Remember when... Yes, Queen, I remember. You remember? Yes. Mater, we're going... <laughs> wow. We're going backwards. That, I can't do them. That was so bad. I can't do them. We're going backward. I can't do it. Like that's that one of the. Awful. That's one of the... I, I can do... Wow, but I can't do... That was terrible. Sorry. Like, um, one of the, that's that's anyway, one of the ones I can't do, Alex. I'm sorry. Anyway, as I was saying... Because then the second scene you see him in is literally him talking to an old Commissioner Gordon and then just reflecting on I've seen on that much of it. And, like, that is a perfect introduction. And everything else introduced, you know Jim Gordon's dynamic. And it just sets it all up well where Batman vs. Superman kind of flopped, you know. Alfred, in the, I will say the Ultimate Edition is significantly better than the original. I love the Ultimate Edition in that movie. It's a lot better. It fleshes out everything so much better. But it does a does great it job. it still have the jar of apple juice? Remember that? Granny's peach tea, yes. Yeah, that was weird. That was a little weird, but... I don't know. It it just like so the Joker, for example, um, he's like in an insane asylum at the start and he eventually, you know, gets back to like being himself, but like there's not, you know, epilogue or uh, you know, a prologue or a monologue explaining it all. It's just you figure it out because it gives you the hints. There's a great thing with Two Face where they heal his face, but then he believes that he's actually has been made bad on both sides, where he scratches both sides of his coin. That's a pretty cool thing. Oh, that's yeah, it's actually pretty cool. And then Superman, because you don't meet Superman until he sta- he's talking to a very hilarious um, impression of, of Ronald Reagan, because it's not him. They don't they call him just the president, 
but like, oh my gosh, it's so, it's like wrinkly and he's got the black slicked hair and he says a bunch of really bad jokes. He's like, um, there, so the whole movie, so in the background of the movie is the Soviets and the Russians. It takes place in the eighties is when this was written. It was written in like 86. So it's the, I don't want to get into this. I just think it's really funny. You're going to laugh at it when I say it. So it's about the Russian, the Soviets going to war in the background of Batman getting back into being Batman. And eventually in the second one, Dark Knight Returns Part 2, we see it more. And it's fighting over this place called Cordo Maltese. And Reagan, not Reagan, the president, goes on the air and he's like, we're out here to protect our interests. <clears throat> I mean, the people of Cordo Maltese. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Because that was perfect. Him. And then And then later on, they 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 beat the Russians. Then the Russians send a nuke, and he's like in the bunker in a hazmat suit, saying, "Well, I'd like to tell you that our U.S. Uh, soldiers were successful in defending Kordomaltese, but those Russians are some mighty sore losers." And then there's just a, it goes to a nuke just soaring at the country. It's actually That's that funny. part is very funny. But yeah, no, it's actually a near perfect comic movie, and it I put it with BVS because. Batman vs Superman is inspired by that comic series because that's where Superman and Batman fight each other at the end and he has the whole suit and everything. But yeah, that's... Also, there's... Oliver Queen is in it and he got his arm chopped off by Superman. And you just assume that. Again, it's just perfectly introducing these characters without, like, you know, feeling helpless because I feel like BVS kind of flopped on introducing some people. Just my two cents. But yeah, those are still my number one because, man, there's some good movies. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, Well, again... Just want to say that next week begins one heck of a journey for us. Four Star Wars episodes dealing with the prequels, the originals, the sequels, and then the final rankings plus the spinoff films. We hope you will all join to listen to those episodes because we look, we, we are looking forward to them already. They're going to be some fun, fun episodes. And you know what? Go ahead and let us know if there's any movies that you watch over the break that you want us to talk about in the future because, hey, we got a whole semester of shows to do here and... We're certainly welcome to suggestions of movies to watch and to review and to talk about on through the lens. And if you have an in with Hulu, get rid of the locks. How is anybody that listens to this going to have an in to Hulu? How do you know maybe their dad's Mr. Hulu? <laughs> Did you ever think of that, Alex? Oh my God. Are you are you Well, if we have nothing else to say. I think that's a good place to end it. That's fair. That's fair. But anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of Through the Lens. And again, if you've got any great suggestions for movies to review or to watch for us, go ahead and send them our way. And we look forward to you joining next week for our very first Star Wars episode of the semester and in Through the Lens history. But until then, see you next time.